millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the latest Full Throttle Bikes podcast here at Eurosport. And this week we're sat in the commentary box at Assen in the Netherlands, the Cathedral of Speed, wonderful blue sky outside, a few scattered clouds. Greg Haynes here, James Whittam's here as well. And uh, this outlap segment of the podcast is to just to sum up, James, what's happened this weekend, which is easily uh, easily said, but not so not so easy. I can't even get my words out. That's how dramatic it's been. Yeah, there's been a, it's been an absolutely stellar weekend from the weather down to the people here at in Holland are brilliant anyway and we like coming to the circuit the circuit's fantastic loved by the crowd and loved by the riders as well and the racing's been magnificent so yeah no, there's nothing gone really wrong with this weekend it's been brilliant here's the race review then I'll get my breath back here's a brief summary of what happened this weekend absolutely amazing where do we start let's start with Superbikes Jonathan Ray wins it on Saturday Tom Sykes wins it on Sunday where did that come from? Tom Sykes, not just a win, but a really dominant one. Well, first of all, it, it, I thought it was a fairly dominant win for Jonathan Ray um, on yeah. Saturday, simply because he controlled it, had a couple of goals at getting away, said he realised he wasn't going to get away, set a reasonable pace, but he set a pace that he could have done for a 24-hour race, no problem. <laughs> Didn't take a lot out of his tyres, saved a little bit of his rear tyre for the last couple of three laps, made a bit of a break, put a bit of a cushion, and we're only talking about half a second of a cushion into the really popular second-place man, Michael van der Mark and was able to win. If Michael van der Mark would have been any closer than half a second, he would have definitely had a lash that's probably as well he wasn't, because uh, that could easily have gone wrong. It was just a brilliant, brilliant uh, masterclass, really, from Jonathan Ray. Didn't put a foot wrong, didn't make a mistake, didn't allow anybody to get near him in those last couple of laps. But, and a cl- but a close race. It wasn't you know, it wasn't like he, he cleared off. Mm. It, it was a, a good close race. On Sunday, Tom Sykes was magnificent. It was helped by the fact that this year he's been struggling to put himself in a position to pass. Uh, the new regulations have, have meant that he can't really get level with anybody down the straight he's suffering with a little bit more engine um, he's got a bit more inertia in the engine he doesn't like that he can't get it stopped so quick so he can't outbreak anybody but he didn't need to because he got off the start he put about a second and a half in about three laps into everybody and while because obviously he went from pole because of his finishing position in race one in fourth Jonathan Ray was struggling to get through but did get through to second uh, Vandermark was uh, he struggled again from coming from the third row as did Chas Davis uh, that said, by the time anybody got anywhere, Tom Sykes had gone. He had gone. Uh, he got up to about 6.1, 6.2 second lead. That's enough. And with about seven laps to go, he had the six seconds. Not a problem. He wasn't going to drop a second lap no matter what happened. He said the rear tyre was finished at the end. The, the, the front tyre was also degraded. Didn't matter. He brought it home. Absolutely fantastic win. Really pleased for him. And just pleased he's got his season off and running. Could he have done that from the third row? I'm not so sure. He didn't need to do, but... I'm really pleased for him. It is proving again, isn't it, that the reverse grid system is working a lot better now this year because Jonathan Ray normally just shot through, didn't he, last year? So I think that was part of it, obviously. But yeah, Sykes, he just 
put the hammer down, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was a really really good uh, good race. He, he you did wonder whether he'd gone a little bit quick, a little bit early, and would he have a, a tire left? Yeah. It turns out he didn't have much tire left, but he didn't need to have because he had that six second yeah. cushion. Uh, it was it was a dominant display from Tom. Do you reckon? Well, it's academic really, but do you reckon Ray could have caught him if Van der Mark wasn't right on his tail and he could properly get his head down? No, I don't think he would have caught him. I think if it had got away a bit quicker and got through a bit quicker, he'd have probably closed him down a couple of seconds, but he wasn't going to close him down six seconds. Absolutely fantastic stuff from Tom Sykes. Here's what he had to say then with our guys. He spoke with Matt Roberts and Shaky Byrne not long after the win. Tom, I want to ask you a question that Greg Haynes kept asking in the commentary, and that is, how? Well, it's been coming, you know, and uh, I, don't, I don't mean to sound arrogant in that way, but uh, we've worked hard in winter and we've not got the results we deserve this year. We've had some bad luck and uh, what did I say? You know, finally, people probably think I'm being making excuses, but uh, we got the clear track and, and we did what we've said all year and it, it was fantastic. I just want to thank the whole of my boys, really, for gently, gently reminding me where we've, um, where we've come from in the past and how we got here and uh, never stopped believing. And, you know, it's been difficult recently, and, but I have to say, today is really quite emotional. I'm, uh, I'm beyond words. I'm so happy. You were really strong in yesterday's race. Has, has something happened this weekend? Um, no, no, something happened in the winter. We, we worked hard and, like I said, we had, in my opinion, some misfortune in race two in Phillip Island and both races in Thailand. Uh, wrong tie selection in Aragon and uh, put it together here. And what an absolute feeling. Uh, I was just joking, actually. We've repaid Jonathan for the for when he stuffed me last year in Donington. We, we finally got that one back, so it's one all there and hopefully, well, probably more than one all in his favour, actually, but we'll keep working. That was a brilliant ride, Tom. Well done. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Brilliant stuff then for Tom Sykes. Very well deserved. Quick mention on the other classes then. Uh, Stock 1000, let's just brush that one over because it was a... More the more processional race of the weekend, but still dominant stuff from Reiterberger and the Van uh, the Renzon team. Let's get the let's get it right. But yeah, Reiterberger dominated it. Yeah, Reiterberger on the Renzon BMW. Uh, he's ridden BMWs for some time now. He's very much their kid. Uh, he's ridden BMWs in World Superbike. He acquitted himself really well, in my opinion, in World Superbike. Yeah. He is the class of the field. He was expected to win, and he did win, and he, he did it by about five seconds. So not a problem. Ivo Schutzbach, who's one of the journalists for Speed Week in the paddock, actually reckons that, and he's seen all these Germans, obviously, in the IDM, he reckons he's probably the best German rider in the world at the moment. He said, forget Stefan Bradl, forget Cortese. He, he thinks it's Reiterberger. I'd agree with him. Yeah, I, well, I really would. Um, the fact is, he knows the bike, he knows the place, and he's a quality rider, and he was expected to win, and he did win. That made it a little bit dull for us. But to be honest, <laughs> it was the only race that wasn't absolutely fantastic. It was yeah. an all right race, yeah. but it wasn't as good as the others. Okay, where should we go first? Supersport 600? I mean, yeah. that was, that class has been going since 97. That was one of the best we've ever seen, wasn't it? One of the best races I've ever seen. It was just, uh, you didn't know what was going to happen. Fair play, Clazel and Mahias and who else did we have at the front? We had Caracasulo. Uh, we had, a, 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 and then a resurgent from the back row, Krummenacker. <laughs> the very back. To win, he had to pass every single person on the grid and he passed everyone but one. Yeah, he never led it, did he, actually? I mean, not taking anything away from him. I don't time. think he got into the lead, he did he? He didn't have time. Yeah, and the thing is about Kumanaka's run through from last is <laughs> he didn't have time to look at anybody. He had to catch him and yeah, pass them as yeah. soon as he got to him. He did it and he did it clean. He got through. He, he bridged the gap. He got into the leading bunch. But I've got to say, that, that was a stunning ride and, and one of the rides of the day. But I, I was so pleased 
uh, for Jules Glazel because it's been a long time, over mm -hmm. a year since he's, he's taken a win. Um, he really needed it. He rode for it. He had no front tie left at the end. And to be fair, I don't think anybody else did. He was in the same boat as everybody. He defended like mad. It, it worked. And uh, it, it was just good to see and good to see him, in, him happy. But a cracking race. Unbelievable from Jules Cluzel and Krimenak and everyone else involved there. Mayas Bank, good points. Didn't he? Cortese is going well. Another podium for him from Pole again. Stapleford and Caracasulo, what about that? Yeah, really disappointed for Luke Stapleford. He was having a really good ride. Didn't look like he was going to get into that bunch and challenge for a podium. However, they couldn't shake him off. No. So he's right with the leaders, doing the same times. And uh, he went over the inside of Caracasulo and they, they didn't touch. Uh, Luke said they didn't touch. But two bikes into one bit of track didn't actually go. Caracasol ended up going down the road. Because he's gone down the road, you tend to think it's the other guy's fault. It wasn't. It was a kind of racing incident. Uh, but the, the punishment certainly didn't fit the crime. The organisers deemed that it was Luke's fault. We didn't. And they, without any chance of any kind of appeal or recourse, they said, look... Uh, you're not having your points. You were giving you a 30-second uh, penalty as if you would have got a ride through because yeah. it was near the end of the race. Didn't have time for a ride through. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel really sorry for Luke. He deserves a lot better. And the organisers can't keep banning people because they need people in the race and they need fast people and Luke's fast. Well, and it was a strong statement from Luke Stapleford. Mm. He basically said, you know, he's threatening to almost quit the class if, uh, if something's not done about this. I mean, they're quite strong words. You can understand them, though. If they didn't touch, and he's not going to be lying, is he? He's not going to lie. Um, I mean, the first, let's break it down, because one thing's the penalty and no right to appeal. Yeah. Um, race Direction's made up of three members. You've got Gianfranco Carloia from the race director, who's the race director, Greg Lavia from Dorna, Frank Vassier from the FIM. They're not usually particularly unfair, I think I'd say, here. It's no. completely different to MotoGP, by the way. I know it's all Dorna and FIM, but it is different, completely group, uh, different group of people. They will have, you would hope, different angles. We've only got one angle on the TV. They'll have CCTV cameras, you would imagine. Uh, but it does seem a bit harsh, though, to not even give him the right to appeal. That's the thing. I think that's what uh, Luke is more upset about. It's not the fact that they've, they've, they've given the penalty, the fact that he cannot appeal, he cannot put his own case, didn't get to stand in front of a FAM jury or anything like that. Why do you think that is, then? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I've been hauled up in front of an FAM jury, and at least you get a chance to put yeah, your yeah, case absolutely. like you would in any court. But he didn't, and that's what he's upset about. And uh, I mean, people like that need to be kept happy because it's a big team. It's a nice team it's everything's perfect it's the, it's the kind of team well-funded team they want in this paddock especially when it's Yamaha dominated exactly. and they're the only triumph team that could be a manufacturer off the grid if they go exactly then again if the if if there has been an infringement there needs to be a course for penalties um they've obviously made the decision I think Luke is more bothered about the fact that he couldn't appeal yeah we haven't heard from Karakasuda yet by the way it'll be interesting to see what he says that's a costly retirement for him but at least he's alright uh, Ant West best wishes to Ant West broken wrist concussion after having a stuck throttle on Friday we've had a situation with Eugene Laverty's out of action Jake Gagne's out of action now as well as Leon Camier so quite a few top guys on the sidelines at the moment yeah uh, there was a little bit of uh, attrition here at uh, Assen I don't think anybody really uh, that badly. I think Gagne had the biggest of the crashes that we saw. Uh, the Red Bull Honda completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, he clipped the grass. It's easily done. He was trying to nick a, a, as much of the, the, the circuit as he could to get a good line. Uh, and that's on the real fast part coming back towards the chicane from the bottom end of the circuit. And and yeah, uh, yeah, get well soon. That's all we can say. It was a big crash. Yeah, I'll second that. Right, we are running out of time because you've got to go over to Amsterdam Schiphol Airport in a minute. Quite a few of our guys looking to get back on time. So let's move on to Rider of the Weekend.
Who's it to be then? Rider of the weekend. Rider of the weekend. Now I've got to be careful because I, I got a little bit of a pounding on on uh, social media for saying that my rider of the day was going to be Tom Sykes. I like Tom Sykes. He's a mate of mine. He's from Huddersfield, and that's why I went with him. However. Uh, public opinion seemed to be behind, behind Randy Kronacker <laughs> for coming from the back row of the green. It was all good natured. Nobody really gave me that much of a pounding. I'll sit with Tom Sykes. I think I think he needed that. Uh, a big mention for Randy Kronacker and a really big mention for Vandermark as well in front of his own crowd, two Rossrums, uh, and a big mention for Jules Plazel because I really mm. like him and he needed that. But I'm still I'm sticking with uh, Sykes. And one of the most hilarious races I've ever commentated on. A big mention for everyone in Super Sport 300. That was just ridiculous it was chaos yeah all these kids are on either between three and 500 cc machines a fairly equal um uh performance there's a lot being said about the rules aren't fair because the kawasaki's and ktm seem to have a little bit of a drop however uh, we've got a kid going around fairly well on a yamaha right in the leading bunch all being yeah. held by slipstreaming danny because, yeah because slipstreaming is so important nobody can get away so it doesn't matter who leads at what point everybody's going to be with him uh, but Shaky Burns said it's like nobody wanted to win the race exactly uh, we had two people crash out of the lead on the last lap that was Perez and it was Edwards three if you include Myrtle's yes that's problem. right yeah Myrtle's got uh, brake pushed back and had to yeah. jump off he didn't fall yeah. off he jumped off oh, the thing because he had no brakes in the chicken uh, it was won by a German kid called Grunwald we've seen him before and he rode a really smart race but there's no saying that the smartness was going to give him the win he was a little <laughs> bit lucky as well uh, but what a cracking race we think every Everybody, and we'll find out we think everybody go up from the accidents they yeah. seem to bounce pretty well and yeah. jump to the feet so we hope that is the case uh, absolutely fantastic if slightly mad racing <laughs> crazy it was try and watch it back if you can on Eurosport in the highlights and the Eurosport player star tweet time James has selected a star tweet. We were doing the 300 and the Stock 1000 race earlier on and we saw that Danny DeBoer went down, Dutch rider in Stock 1000 in an incident at the chicane and we noticed that he's got the farmer written across the back of his leathers. We weren't quite sure why, we can't lie. We, we don't know everything, we're far from everything. But we have found out the answer. Yeah, we found out the answer and this is thanks to several people but first was uh, John A. Thompson on Twitter and he said, uh, and I quote, for your, atten uh, for your information, Boer is the Dutch word for farmer, hence the English translation on Danny's leathers in the Stockthal race is farmer. So, uh, thanks John, uh, we needed that, we don't know everything all the time, we should have known that to be honest, <laughs> I'll be honest, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much John, fantastic, you are our star tweet for Assen 2018, here's Tech Talk. We've got to talk about the Alex Lowe's tyre situation, I think, haven't we? Um, oh, how embarrassing was that, the fact they mixed up the tyres on Saturday when he was on pole as well? Yeah, it was a disastrous weekend, uh, really, for for Alex, just because he qualified pole, looked like he had every bit of pace he was going to need to run with the front guys completely to the end. Um, there was a little bit of a mix-up in that his number one bike mm. uh, had a problem. The engine was making a bit of an odd noise. They didn't understand what it was, so they changed to his spare bike. And for those who were just about to shout, uh, oh, but it's a single yeah, bike yeah. championship. There's no spare bike. You yeah. can have a spare bike. You're not allowed to get on it. If you damage your bike in a crash, you must fix that bike. If you were going to miss the race because your bike breaks down has a problem you can swap to the spare bike after you've swapped you're not allowed mm. to swap back so if you crash that bike you can't go back to the original one uh, so it was within the rules they did swap the bike 
They didn't, however, swap the front tyre and he ended up going out with the wrong front tyre. It wore out. It was a disaster. It looked absolutely wrecked after the finish, yes. uh, like it had been in the minty machine, and that cost him any result that I'm sure he would have got in race one. In race two, he went for a... The, the, I think half because of that, he went for the harder option, the D tyre, and that just never came in, didn't have a lot of grip, ended up losing the front. So a really disastrous weekend out of a really positive weekend. Paul and a good Paul uh, for Alex. I, I'm sure he'll be going home really disappointed, or not home, but off to the test at Bruno. Really disappointed. However, lots of positives to take away. You can go away from a meeting if you've never been on the pace and you're struggling and you don't know how you're going to fix it. That's bad. If you're going away, yeah, having yeah. been quick and knowing you've got the pace to run up front, you can cope with that a lot better. Melandry's still suffering with his instability issues. I've got to get that sorted out. Checking flag time then. Yeah, Chaz obviously, uh, well, he got to the end, didn't he? It was the least he could do, the most he could do, actually, is what I should be saying. I mean, he obviously had a, an issue with the tyre, as he said. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chaz had an issue. He said it was about the best he could do. Uh, he's pretty philosophical and intelligent, is Chaz, we know that. He's looking forward to getting onto the test and then getting down to Imola. He loves Imola. He says it suits the Ducati. Everybody loves Imola. It's just yeah. one of those circuits you can actually enjoy riding around, even if you're not at the front, because normally you can't. Uh, mm. You can't do that. You've got to be at the front to enjoy a circuit. Imola's not like that. It's absolutely fantastic. Up, down, and the, the crowd of really partisan. And it's just a, it's in a brilliant part of the world. It's right in the middle of a town. It's old school, and it's brilliant. Right, there's no racing next week on Eurosport, but it's Alton Park, BSB the weekend after that, and then Imola the one after that, which is three weeks from now. Whittam, I know you're missing Alton Park because you're off to the hospital. Uh, you can have Imola off if you want it, but there's no excuses. You're not staying in there eating cream cakes and drinking tea and whatever it is you do in that hospital. We uh, want you back at the very latest for Donington, please. So uh, no messing around. Yeah, cheers. Hey, I'll be back as soon as I can. I love this stuff anyway. You know that. Yeah, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure again this weekend. And that was a real laugh I had there. That was one of the best broadcasts ever in 300 for me. What a laugh. Twitch just gone out of the room now. He's got phone calls. I've got to get everyone back to the airport at Amsterdam. And the sun is beginning to set here at Assen. Well, a late evening update here at Assen. I'm back in the commentary box. It's 8 o'clock at night. And first of all, we've just had the most unbelievable deluge. The rain came down in biblical proportions here. It was windy as well, and we really did get off very lightly indeed because it came down unbelievably hard on the start-finish straight. And just as quickly as the rain came, it's gone again, and the sun is coming back through. But there is fantastic news from the paddock. Luke Stapleford, since we recorded the podcast earlier on this afternoon, has been reinstated. So he does finish fifth in the end on the Profile Racing Triumph. Here's what Luke had to say when I spoke to him in the paddock earlier on. Well done, first of all. That was, uh, let's talk about the race first, not the incident as such, and the progress you guys have made. Um, what have you changed this year? You're as good as ever, obviously, but the bike's improved. What's the difference? We've had little things that we've been allowed to change as well, electronics-wise. Yeah, the, the, is that the Mectronic? Yeah, thing? the drive yeah, stuff's yeah. So, so old, the same as the Yamaha stuff wasn't the brilliant, and the MV, so we're on the same system as the MV and the Yamaha now, which <clears> is helping. Um, biggest problem we've got currently is the top speed. Everybody can see that with the Yamaha. They've got a few Ks on us, which is making our job hard work to try and pass people. Um, but, you know, we've, the bike's always been a good bike. Um, yeah. We've finally been able to change the things that we wanted to change last year. Yeah. And at these rounds where I know the tracks well, we should be strong like that. Fit, we finished fifth in, in Phillip Island, but it wasn't as strong a fifth as today. Like fifth doesn't really show. It was in a second half of the lead. 
So yeah, I was struggling at points of the race with like grip and so but it so was everybody and we've got something to work on from that. Like we're to be within a couple of seconds of the win, that's better than just seeing it as a fit. Like yeah, yeah. Especially when Yamaha's are dominating everything and you're the best exactly. of the rest. And apparently the Yamaha's something's happening with the Yamaha's over the next few rounds. Apparently yeah, yeah. where they're doing something to them to slow them down mm, slightly. Are they? So what about the incident with Karakasulo from your, the actual incident first? Just talk us through one from your point of view. Uh, I passed him coming out of turn four, it is the airfield. Uh, I drove alongside him up the straight, so he knew I was there to start with anyway. He started to drive back at me when he got the speed going, when the force of the starts to open up. As far as I'm concerned, we didn't touch. I'm 100% perfect, sure we didn't touch. Um, there's no mark on the bike, there's nothing on the logging that suggests that I touched him in any way. It's the same as the lap before. Um, he isn't even sure whether we touched. He's, I was going to say, have you spoken to him? Miss. He's saying... Uh, Did you go and see him? Yeah, he said yeah. he thinks there was some contact, but he's not sure whether it caused the crash or he doesn't think it caused the crash. So there's a lot of doubt around him. <laughs> he doesn't know. His mechanic doesn't think we touched. His mechanic thinks he crashed on his own. <laughs> so everything stacks up towards him crashing on his own. But it's just unfortunate for me, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, irrespective of that, he was. everybody could see that he was struggling over them last few laps. He was falling back. Um, so I think we'd have managed to get Caroxillo anyway. And I'm just happy that we managed to get Cortese on the last lap, that, that's sort of put us in the, I didn't want to just finish the race on the back of the pack. The, yeah. the, just just be the person that's following a Randall race and finishing the back, I needed to make some sort of inroads to them and it showed that towards the end of the race, we can be there. They're, they've got the same problems as us. And um, yeah, it was, it was sort of reassuring to be fair, after certainly the last few rounds, uh, a bit reassuring that we can, we can have a race. We, we, can, yeah, yeah. we can hold his own against them. It's nice to see as well that race direction has got that human side because first they told you you got the penalty, then they told you you kind of peeled it, which didn't make any sense to me, but anyway. How did that pan out? Did you just get a call to go back up again? Or did you go back uh, up again? No, I've been, been, been <laughs> lingering around for the last... I'd have been long gone by now, but I've been lingering around for the last few hours to um, make sure they looked at it, really, because... You knew that was wrong, it, obviously. It was, it was clearly wrong, and from a lot of people's opinions, I've had a lot of messages from, yes. from people saying that they yeah. believe it was wrong as well. Um, and so any, what did they do? Did you get caught? You went back up there and they said, look, we're sorry, we got it wrong. Well, they, like I said, I don't think so much they wanted to admit that they got it wrong, but I think it's a case of them saying they think there was contact, but they can't because they can't be sure they're going to reinstate me. I'm pretty convinced there was no contact, no contact, and I think they're convinced, but they just don't want to admit that they were wrong. I well, think I, it's I a case of because there's doubt. Yeah, if they uh, really thought there was contact, they wouldn't have reinstated you, would exactly, they? So, yeah, exactly. Well, it went from uh, from the first time I went back up to see them and they're saying that I've, I've got pretty much a 0% chance of them overturning the rules to then them overturning it. They've clearly seen something. Not I've not got I've not been able to see that, but they've clearly seen something. Um, they've also said that they looked at some high-frame uh, images because they'd only got one camera view, yes. and that's the camera view that everybody sees. Yeah. So they don't have a CCTV they angle. They didn't have anything no that they could angle. see through the bikes. Well, no. I'm saying if you could look at an angle from down the centre of the bikes where you could see the gap, you would see there was a gap. From that angle, it's always going to look like I'm course, touching him because I'm, about, I'm yeah. as he tips in, I'm the second yeah. bike, so it's going to look like I'm touching him. Yeah. Um, but hey, the, the, all that matters really is the fact that they're reinstated.
Well, that just proves that common sense can prevail after all. Fantastic stuff. Luke Stableford finishes fifth then after being thrown out of the results effectively with that time penalty earlier on. And now he's back where he should have been. No contact was made between Stableford and Caracasulo and race direction in the end managing to do the right thing. So well done to all of them. Well done to Luke Stableford and the whole team. We'll be back next week as we look ahead to BSB at Alton Park. But now from a rather moist Aston after the massive downpour we've had, good night. <laughs>